0: Welcome to the Servants Feast Christian Ministry Podcast with Rev. Elizabeth Moreau. Elizabeth wrote the From Called to Sent Discipleship series that includes six books and two retreats for the intellectual and spiritual development of Christians in the local church. In Elizabeth's From Called to Sent series, she often tells us there is more. Christianity is so much more than just attending church and Sunday school. The riches of our faith are beyond what we can hope or imagine. Jesus tells us that he came that we might have life and have it abundantly. Elizabeth passionately teaches the treasures of Christian life to the end that we grow and mature and experience an abundant life in Christ. Her reflections on topics and issues of the day always point to Jesus with the purpose of advancing his kingdom. She desires for us all to understand the deep and rich heritage we inherit from the historic and universal church. In Romans, Paul tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. With this thought, let us continue our journey of transformation and renewal as Elizabeth shares her teaching through this podcast.
1: Well hello, this is Elizabeth and it is good to be here and it I want to thank you for joining me today and listening to the podcast. I especially want to thank uh, the subscribers to the podcast. There are people who subscribe at Apple or Google Play or wherever, Pandora, some places. Anyway, I appreciate you all very much for your loyalty. Now, I'll tell you that I had planned a podcast today on um, the formation of the mind, and I'm especially interested in the formation of our children's minds. What is necessary for them to know Jesus Christ? What do they have to understand and know about um, the world so that they can be Christian as they grow up? And hopefully, I think it's a very important topic, and I think that hopefully we can return to that in the next podcast, but I have to confess, you know, I've like got to say it seems like our whole world has gone crazy. Um, have you all noticed that? It's like everything's completely upside down. Everything's so weird. I mean, you know, just when you think it can't possibly get any more bizarre, it does. I'm like, what is that? Before we stay, take a look at our weird, weird world today, um, let us open with a word of prayer. Hear my prayer, Heavenly Father. Have mercy upon me, a sinner, and save me. We ask that you open our hearts and our minds to the knowledge and love of you in Jesus Christ. Grant that we may receive your Holy Spirit for the healing of our souls. Illumine our thoughts and enliven our hearts and teach us in this time so that we may know you in your Son, Jesus Christ, and live. These things we pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, I gotta tell you, there's sometimes I, I you know, I think things are so, you either have to either, either, cry your eyeballs out it's so bad or you have to laugh and i'm a big believer in laughing there are times you cannot avoid crying so i think if you can laugh you probably ought to um every chance you get Uh, crying is inevitable in some situations in 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 life we should never be out seeking it out let's see how often we can cry is a bad idea there are plenty of times to cry so i don't want you to think i'm being irreverent but actually i am being quite irreverent here um I saw an article. Let's just start with this. I saw an article, and uh, it was about how stressed Americans are today. It said that 87% of Americans are stressed. Imagine that, that we're stressed. And the reference was that there had been two years of, pandemics, of pandemic, and now we have all this inflation, and then finally Russia invades the Ukraine, right? All right, and then there's another article that came right on the heels of that that said the Polish people are getting nervous. You think? I mean, I get nervous if as, if Russia's marching toward me. And I gotta tell you, I've already decided that a twenty four seven worldwide news is is not a good idea for us. I don't think that's good for us. Um, you know, how much human misery can we absorb as individuals? How much? I mean, can you take on all the suffering of the world? There is such a thing as too much information, and I think we have that. All right, we have way too much information. All right, so the United States has cut off all sorts of things going to Russia. I I read even that there were billionaires in the United in in the United Kingdom who had had all their assets cut off and their assets frozen uh, frozen. Their accounts were frozen or whatever in uh, of of rich Russians. <laughs> I feel really sorry for billionaire Russians who don't have access to their money. But anyway, um, so they return the favor, of course, by you know cutting off our oil supply. So since we were not supplying ourselves any longer, uh, we're we not doing that, the price of gas, I noticed this, went up 60 cents in five days. 60 cents in five days, right? That's like over 20% what I was paying, right? And so <laughs> I keep trying to top off my tank because it's going to go up a dime a day or something like that. Let's go ahead and top it off as quick as I can. Okay. I am not kidding you. I went to top off my truck, and I'll grant you, it was about two-thirds empty. It was $80 to to top off my tank. I'm not talking about a tank full. It was just two-thirds of a tank, $80. and Because I think things like this are very interesting. I want to say that between 2020 and now, crude oil is up 465%. Uh, coal is up an impressive 740%, and natural gas is a sad mere 200% increase in price. I'm going, well, how important is it to be warm? Who really needs to be warm? Really? I mean, layer up, folks. How hard is that? Wear a coat in the house. What's the big deal? Thankfully, here in Texas, or at least in southeast Texas, we are about to face our last real cold front um, at this hour, and um, it's, it's actually blowing in even as I speak. We are going to enter, however, shortly the hotter than hell phase of of Texas summers. All right, and the price of electricity is going to make air conditioning cost prohibitive, which lends itself to de-layering. and I think that you know introduces all sorts of horrifying, you know, um, um, possibilities for us. I don't think that anybody needs to be. Uh, delayering. I mean, there are very few of us who ought to take off clothing to stay cool. So there's all sorts of challenges that are presenting themselves with the high cost of fuel. Some of them are quite serious. People people can be uh, greatly harmed by the cost of gasoline or you know access to warmth or heat or I mean or you know, whatever when they need that. And there are people who freeze to death. And there are people who die of heat strokes. Um, and I think. I think tragically we may see some of that now. And, and I got to tell you, I'm no authority on foreign affairs and global warfare. You know, I mean, and but I have to ask y'all. I mean, I just have to ask this question: Is anybody else of the opinion that maybe we are paying for Russia's invasion into the Ukraine? You know, by by um, not producing our own gas. I don't know. I mean, not straight out, but in a roundabout way. Russia has all the oil, oil and gas. The United States is not producing it, and we're paying a fortune for it. I'm kind of thinking that they. You know that that maybe we're helping them. I don't know round roundabout way. But then you know, I don't know. On top, I'm not an authority on those sorts of things. But you got we got Putin over there, and he's like, "Don't you interfere?" And he hints. This is there's there's no small terror in this. He hints. He goes, "You know what? Don't don't interfere with what I'm doing." And he hints about his nuclear bombs? I'm going. Oh, you know what. I just planted a garden and I haven't done that in a long time. This friend of mine and I built a garden and we have it all, it's on uh, uh, beds and it's up off the ground. What is that, uh, you know, raised bed gardening or whatever. We have vegetables out there <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, if you, have, if he, if he sends a nuclear bomb over here, it is going to ruin that garden and I will be really irritated. I'm just saying, right? And, Putin's not alone. China is successful. I, I read this. I mean, because I'm always, you know, reading the news. I should read less news. That would be that would be important. Uh, China su- successfully tested a long-range missile. That was last year, right? But it could circle the globe and drop a bomb 25,000 miles. <laughs> wow! They have increased nuclear ca- capacities. Somebody's, you know, commercial um, satellites on three new silos with all these. Hundreds of nuclear warheads so instead of going, wow, that's great. And they have the ability to hit any place in the world with those. And again, let me bring this up. I have a new garden and it's just planted, and I would not be happy if they nuked that. And with my vegetables, that'd be awful. Now, I could be mistaken here again. I, there's a lot that I don't know, but I don't think a friendship between Putin and Xi is necessarily a very good idea. But it appears to be flourishing, and they are not very nice people, just for the record. That really kind of takes the shine off of old Klaus Schwab and his global reset thing, you know. We're going to run the Nate world with just a bunch of, I don't know, elites, and everybody else can die off. I don't know, but it's not. I don't see this one world order working out very well for us in the West. That's a thought. I did see a report okay, uh, that the FBI, front, it's an FBI report, actually, and um, that said that there were 52 different infrastructures that had been infected with ransomware. Did anybody else see that report? I think that is kind of appalling, that if we want to remove the r- ransomware, I mean, you know, r- ransomware, they're going to hold, these are infrastructure things, 52 different in- infrastructure sectors in the United States have been infected with ransomware. Well, you know, if we want to remove them, maybe we could just print more money and send dollars to these people. Here, help yourself. I have a better idea. Ragnar Locker, and I have have no idea who those people are. That's the source of the ransomware, okay? I think that we ought to pay them in politicians. We'll send one politician for every sector that's been infected. I think that's a great idea. Remove the ransomware, lose 52 politicians. It's a win-win. How do we not not rejoice in that? Um, I'm just kidding, y'all. That'd be rude. Besides, Ragnar Locker doesn't really want our politicians any more than we do. You know, when I look at the world, it is like a huge mess. Look at us. We're a total mess. Look at all the stuff that's going on in our world today. You know what I look at when I I think when I see our world and I read the news? I think, thank God we have a Savior. Our world needs a Savior really seriously. We have a savior. You have a savior. You're good. Whatever comes, you have a lifeline. More importantly, you have a life. No matter what else is going on, you have life because you belong to Jesus Christ. That is so important for us to remember, you know? I know that I'm being flippant about very serious matters, but what exactly should we should we be doing? Do you have any suggestions on what we ought to be doing? I mean, in what manner can any one of us have any impact on world leaders or nuclear weapons or war? none can you think of any way that we can do anything about that you can pray about it you know when i was a little girl i don't think they do this anymore but anyway when i was a little girl every uh sunday school classroom had a upright piano somewhere in there and each sunday morning we would sing hymns and before we started sunday school we would have you know two or three hymns that we sang and one of my very favorites was this is my father's world and so yesterday i was walking around singing it to myself the third stanza says this is my father's world oh let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems off so strong god is the ruler yet this is my father's world why should my heart be sad the lord is king let the heavens ring god reigns let the earth be glad there is an awful lot wrong in our world and it has always been so the wrong seems off so strong yet god is ruler the lord is king god reigns what else do we need to know the world has always been full of evil people and it's always been we've always sinned against one another we've always fought like you know cats and dogs or whatever I don't know what's going to happen next, you know, but I do know that I have no control over what happens next in the world. I don't have any impact on it at all. What I do have control over and what you do have control over is whether you choose to trust Christ with tomorrow and enjoy today. That's the only, thing you, that's the only choice you can really make. I don't, know, I, mean, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I have mentioned this before kind of in passing, I think, but about three years ago, I started getting to know the neighborhood, neighborhood children. And the reason I did that is a friend of mine was helping me when I first moved in. And she looked out and all the kids were playing in the cul-de-sac where I live. And there are just loads of little children out there. And she goes, you need to get to know those little children. And I was like, why? And she goes, well, they're your neighbors. You need to get to know them and stuff like that. And I'm going, well, yeah. I like little kids. I mean, who doesn't like little kids? I mean, you know, they're fine. And uh, she said, no, you understand. One day, they're all going to be teenagers and you want them to like you from way back when. I thought, oh. Yeah, you're right about that. So, anyway, I started befriending them. I would get them, I got some ice pops or something like that from HEB. Three for five dollars. You get a bag of a bunch of them or whatever. And so, um, I am now the favorite person on the block. And, um, and, so they come over here and they ring my doorbell and they say, uh, "Can you know? Can I want to come in?" And no, I don't let them in the house because I think that I should not give any parents any questions about any kind of ill, um, you know, ill will or any inappropriate anything. But when they ring the doorbell, I open up the garage door and they come in the garage and um, they all tell me about their day or about their teacher, about who the, who's been arguing with whom and who's doing what. They're just as cute as they can be. They absolutely make my life happy all the time they're so funny and you know there's like a dozen of them and they kind of increase and during the summer when it's really hot and i have ice pops or whatever then that then they'll come back again twice a day or three times a day until i put a limit on it twice a day once in the morning once in the afternoon uh, the other thing they do is after when ice pops are no longer available readily available at the grocery store i then have to find something else to feed them and they are particularly fond of chocolate preferably chocolate without almonds <laughs> yes they are comfortable ringing my doorbell and coming to my house but they are so cute and you know um right in front of us (laughs) they were here yesterday afternoon this mother came in; she she didn't know me she said my son disappeared and they said oh i stopped at that lady's house to get some uh to get an ice pop and there and she was like oh my god that sounds really freaky so she came to meet me it was very funny it was very nice she was a lovely somebody but anyway Right in front of us is all this laughter and all this joy and there's kindness. There are people to love and to be loved by. You know, we should watch for those every day. These are the priceless moments of life. We should invest our time in those occasions and in those events. One of the little boys, and and he's an African-American boy, but he came up to me one day. This is just the other day. he He had a beautiful leaf, and he showed it to me. He goes, look what I found. And uh, it was just a leaf off of a tree. It had fallen off a tree. And I looked at him and, uh, and it was gold. And I said, okay. I said, That's, I said you found a leaf. And he said, said where would you find it? And he goes, it's just on the ground. And he said, look at the color. And I said, I know. It's a beautiful color. He? And he's about seven, maybe. I don't know. And I looked at me and said, I said, you know, God makes some of the most beautiful colors, don't you think? And he goes, yes, he does. Well, come to find out, I think his dad's a pastor, too. It was so sweet, right? I said, and Why would you miss these moments? Don't miss these moments reading the news. You know, my my friend and colleague Jim Tarley died, and if you give me a second, I could cry over that. He is a great guy, and and I know he is rejoicing in heaven, but Lord have mercy. He could pray, and he was an encourager, and, you know, he was so devout and so smart. He he would often say to me, no matter what was going on or whatever, and he'd say, you know, God's got this. I just got to tell you, God's got this. And another favorite saying that he used all the time was, you know, the last time I checked, Jesus is still Lord. He's still Lord. It's good. Okay. We need to remember that. It's funny, but that's, sh- these should be our mantra during scary times and during dark times. And I'm- And of course, I am not denying that these are scary and dark times. They are scary. They are. We're talking about people with huge egos and no sense of you know uh, human dignity or whatever. You know, talking about throwing nuclear arms around (laughs) like nuclear weapons. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are scary and dark times. What I am denying, though, and I'm not denying that, but what I am denying is that these times, right, can define Christian life. They cannot. I mean, you know, our life is about more than this moment in time or this these the these this place. These times do not define, and these are scary times, but you know, God still got this. Okay, God's got this. And Jesus is still Lord. Last time I checked, he is still Lord. You know. I'm not denying that we're going through dark times, but I am denying that our, the times that we are in define christian life i was reading through the um, psalms this this past week uh and i was at psalm 55 i'm just doing the through the scripture every uh, uh, through, read through the scripture every year right and uh, psalm 55 was this week and it's, it was really written for david and for the amount of angst and worry he was having and and but it, it speaks it speaks to our angst and worry with uh, in the same sense i'm going to read a bit of it to you it said listen to my prayer O god do not ignore my plea Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me, and I am distraught because of what my enemy is saying, because of the threats of the wicked, for they bring down suffering on me and assail me in their anger. My heart is in anguish within me, and the terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me, and horror has overwhelmed me. Lord, confuse the wicked. Confound their words. For I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they prowl about on its walls. Malice and abuse are within it. Destructive forces are at work in the city. Threats and lies never leave its streets. God, who is enthroned from of old, who does not change, he will hear them and humble them because they have no fear of God. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. You will never let the righteous be shaken, but you, O God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of decay. The bloodthirsty and deceitful will not live out half their days, but as for me, I will trust in you. I admit to you that I don't think that we take such passages from Scripture seriously enough. You know, we read about all the destructive forces in our world today, and we think um, when we read this psalm, it's all about Saul pursuing David and trying to kill him, or, you know, an enemy of the, the uh, Jewish people, of, of the Israelites, trying to, to kill David. You know, but it's not qualitatively different for us. from the, the, it's What David was going through It's not qualitatively different from the existential threat, the existential threat of Russia and China. It is quantitatively different to be sure, but death is death. The destruction of God's people by enemies is still the same. That's qualitatively the same thing. Quantitatively, vastly different, but qualitatively, it's exactly the same. And The same is true in the United States. There are people in charge of a lot of things that have no fear of God. You know, But that is God's problem, not ours. I mean, they can make it our problem, but it's not our problem to solve. We may, they may use us in some way. God may use us in some way to respond to a problem, but it's not our problem to resolve or to fix. You know, um, do we have the wisdom of God to do so? The whole world can doubt that God exists, and um, the whole world can be, you know, be certain that He doesn't care. But not you and I. You and I cannot think that we we cannot doubt that God exists and that He is good and that He cares. I mean, sit back and look over your life. All the times there that God has met you in your life, count them up, write them down. You can trust Him. He's not fixing to fail you. You can trust Him in life and in death. I mean, it does he, he, God is eternal and always, and he, he, you're always safe in Him. You know, He has provided you. If you look backwards, un, there've been unexpected provisions during times of need. You know, um, there, there have been surprise blessings that show up out of nowhere that you totally didn't expect. We have no cause to worry over that which we cannot control. And I think that's very important for us to understand. We have no cause to worry over that which we cannot control. Jesus told us that. Worry does nothing for us. All it does, it doesn't, it doesn't even add a hair to your head or you can't do anything. Worrying doesn't help you. Don't be anxious in anything. Don't worry about anything. That's because we live and move and have our and have our we live and move and have our being in Jesus Christ in God the Father Son and Holy Spirit. What have you got to worry about? We worry about so many different things. There is a great deal going on in our world today, and I think that we need to think through that. Through that, as Christians, I think we need to face it and be honest. With it, I, you know, and we continue to work and to think and to write. And I don't see that changing at all. I'm especially concerned about the formation of the mind of our children. You know, um, what they're taught and, and the impact on, on what they believe based on, you know, uh, what they're learning. If you go to a school where, they, where, where not only do they not say there is no God, they teach you everything without reference to God, without even bringing it up as if it's, it's relevant to the discussion, then there's every likelihood that you'll come out and you won't have any reason to believe and trust in God. You'll think that all knowledge is separate from God when all truth is, originates in God. Big difference in education. We need to talk about that sometime. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But I'm also concerned that we put too much faith in our politics and our policies. Right? I mean, you know, our our elections don't stop human sin. For example, you know, it might uh, if um, it might lower uh, the price of oil or gas, or we could stop printing money. For example, or we could. Close the borders. Did y'all know that 82 different countries have come across the uh, southern border? 82 different countries. Some of those are from terrorist countries, countries that don't, we don't allow them to enter the United States, that we know they sponsor terror. And they're coming across the southern border. That is just not exciting. Um, you know, if we could stop the spread of critical race theory and Marxism in the school, neo-Marxism anyway, uh, if the supply chain, for example, could be reconnected with maybe American workers here inside America so that we could be sure that we continue to get the supplies that we need. These empty gro- empty shelves on the, on the gro- in the grocery store does not, you know, that's a new experience, and I find that to be very disturbing, sort of, right? If we do all of that, we're still going to be a sinful people. <laughs> we are. You know, you do not want to exchange the gospel of Jesus Christ for a religion of humanism, and that's something that we have to talk about too. There are plenty of things that we need uh, to think about as Christians. We need to find ways to live faithfully so that we can live fully as well. For today, though, I want us to stop and be still. Just stop, be still. If if you're part of that excuse me, if you're part of the eighty seven percent of stressed Americans, stop it. Just stop it, okay? If the whole world is afraid, we should recall that we are not of this world. Our citizenship is not in this world. We're not part of that kingdom. We Christians, the church, uh, now is a good time for us to shine. uh, We should shine like the city that's set on a hill, a beacon of faith and hope and love to a floundering nation, to a floundering world where evil is just running rampant. But what we need not to do is be afraid all the time. You know? There's a reason that I'm laughing because I just want to go, wow. Could there be any more evidence that human beings are appalling and in need of a savior? Thanks be to God. We have a savior for the world. You know, here we are. You know? You need to you need to sit with to sit and be with God. You need to be still in his presence. You remember that this is our Father's world. This is our Father's world. No matter what you see, no matter what everybody else says, no matter what, every, what all the important people think, no matter how many you know, um, godless or atheist uh, professors or rulers there are in the nations around the world, what matters is who God is. They are not bigger than God, and they are not stronger or more powerful than God, and you are safe with Him. You know, in Matthew 18, Jesus called the little children to him, and um, he, placed the, he placed a child, that he picked up a child and put him right there with him, and he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You know, there is a lot to be said for sitting in Jesus' lap and trusting. Children are utterly dependent upon others. And we need to be utterly dependent upon Christ. I mean, you know, you can experience a bit of the kingdom of heaven right here and now if you will climb into the lap of Jesus and rest there. We are, when you know, when we are totally and utterly dependent on Jesus Christ, then we're free to live. You know what? Jesus gives life. Jesus will pick us up in death. Jesus will provide. Jesus never will abandon us. He He never forsakes us. He never leaves us. Our God is always with us. You know, uh, some several years ago, when I first uh, moved to this area, I went to a Christmas concert in which there were some uh, developmentally challenged. I don't know. There's there's politically correct ways to say this, but anyway, they were special needs adults. There's a there's a place here in this area where um, that where where there are a lot of these people. They gather. It's, it's supposed to be anyway so there's a christmas concert and i'm sitting there and i'm listening to it and it's just this cacophony of noise and they are so excited they're wearing you know their christmas vests and their shirts and they're singing and there's just there's the, just a ton of joy just coming off of them and the noise is incredible they're, they're nobody's on key but everybody's just singing and they're happy and clapping and dancing and they're walking off they're doing whatever they want to do. it was a great concert they're having a big time right and so um, I, i've never been to it before and i'm watching and I'm thinking well yeah they can be happy you know I mean, like, they're free to enjoy the music and enjoy themselves and and let go of everything because, you know, there's somebody taking care of them all the time and providing for them, you know. I mean, the rest of us are having to, you know, we have such great big burdens. I'm telling you, almost a voice that was almost audible, like I could hear it in my head. It said, so do you. So do you. You know, we forget that because we're so, we're so grown and we're, we're so smart and we, we forget. I forgot. I forget from time to time that we have somebody who's taking care of us and who's going to provide for us. And then we should be equally as joyful and as exuberant in life as others are. I agree and know that sometimes life is far too painful to avoid crying. Sometimes all that's left to do is sit and weep. But let us not weep endlessly, or as a people with no hope, let us not mourn or grieve or cry as if, you know, this, what we see is all there is, because it's not. What we see is what is temporary and passing. Let us embrace it fully, all the way, love, give it as much as you've got, and you never forget that you have someone who cares for you and is providing for you, and if the, don't worry about the one who can kill the body, can't worry about the one who kills the soul, you know? I'm <laughs> like, wow, okay. Sit in Jesus' lap today. You need to stay there until your fear subsides. You know, you stay there until joy rises within you. And you need to let God's love shower over you and just, and just dwell in that. It is not your job to fix the world. It is not your right to be anxious over matters that you cannot affect. It is your calling to be fully alive in Jesus Christ, however. It is your calling. So you need to sit there and you need to sit in his lap until your life begins to fill, until his life begins to fill you. I mean, you know, when his life fills you, you need to get up and go live until you die. Let's live as much every day as you possibly can. Take time to look at the little bitty leaves that are beautiful colors with your neighbor's child. It was a wonderful little experience. Or pass out, you know, ice pops when it's hot outside and chocolate when it's cold outside. I don't care, but, you know, get up and live because you are loved. You are provided for. You are cared for. You know, you live and move and have your being in the kingdom of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What are you worried about you know the world is a crazy place but it is not bigger than the god who created it and brought it into being and i know there are people who think they are so important out there that they can destroy civilizations or they can destroy this or that and they have ultimate control no they can't eventually everybody dies and eventually the world reverts back to christ it all belongs to our father It's all made known to us in Jesus Christ. So sit in Jesus' lap until you, until you, until you, I don't know, until you cease to be afraid, until his life wells up in you enough that you can get up and go live and live joyfully and live triumphantly and live fully this day, one day at a time. That's all you're granted. One day at a time. That's it. Let's close with a word of prayer. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Have mercy upon me, a sinner, and save me. I ask you, O God, to call your people to lift our eyes to you, that we may see your glory. Send your Spirit to walk with us, to guide our steps, and to remind us throughout each day of your infinite wisdom, as well as the safety we find in the shelter of your love. These things we pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, y'all. Until next time, y'all be blessed. You hear? Spend some time with Jesus. You'll be blessed. We'll talk later.
0: You have just heard the latest podcast with Elizabeth Moreau. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcast, or whatever service you might use. Please rate, review, and share this podcast with others. Be sure to look us up on Facebook and like and share this podcast with your friends. Also, if you appreciate this ministry, please consider making a donation to Servants Feast Christian Ministry through our website. Join us next time as we continue to explore God's truth as it speaks to our world today with transforming love for all people.